Welcome back, everybody, to the Campbell Football Show, episode 26. Michael, thank you for joining me today. And uh, how's it going before we get stuck into MPL 1? A lot of fantastic goals to uh, break down, might add. Yeah, no, absolutely. There were some absolutely spectacular goals uh, this this past weekend, um, which we love to see. Um, it seems as though get, they get better and better every week as well. Um and not only does the quality in the goals get better, but the the actual, um, you know, number of goals increases uh, as well. So um, we're getting a little bit spoiled uh, with uh, the amount of goals, uh, quality goals that we're uh, being accustomed to seeing uh, over the over the last few weeks. But in particular, this past weekend was absolutely uh, astounding to say the least. But in a more unrelated note. In terms of how I'm feeling, I'm feeling great, Matt, and I'm sure you know why. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I nearly, I nearly cursed for the first time on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> this is where I say I only watch Canberra MPL. Okay, I don't watch yeah. any pro football. Never Nothing. have. Never, never will, have before. Never will again. <laughs> and of course, you're referring to Inter winning their first league title, their first Scudetto since. Uh, 2010. Yep. So I might yep. as well say it now before everyone, you know, everyone, every Inter fan I know that I know watches the podcast from time to time. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to my brother, Dan, Alex Belpiero, John Azalonado, uh, any other Inter fans that I know that watch this? No, many, I'm not sure. Too many, too many to count. Those four are the ones that I know off, off the top of my head, uh, always uh, talking to, to me that are Inter fans. So yeah. congratulations, boys. Uh, that's it. I'm not saying it anymore. Yeah. So. I've, got a be- I've got a best mate who goes for um, Inter and my my cousin also goes for Inter as well. So um, I was talking to my friend earlier uh, about it this morning. I texted him uh, first thing uh, when I learned that we had obviously won uh, won the Scudetto. So um, no, it's, it, it's good, you know, especially considering you know I don't see United Man United winning a league title anytime soon. So <laughs> it was good to see Inter be rewarded for their um, very consistent. Uh, season. Uh, yeah, look, very well deserved, uh, to say the least. Fantastic players, Barella, Lukaku has been fantastic. Martinez, see, the, the list goes on. And great to see Ericsson, uh finally acclimatise into the thing. Now this makes me just want to do a European football podcast for right? Yeah. Say, hey, look, we'll see. Hey, we'll see what happens when the Euros comes around. We'll see what uh, everyone's availability is like um, in that regard. So... Let's get stuck right into MPL1. I'll tell you what, some of these goals, like I'm just about to mention now, Michael, uh, uh, were, you know, like that sort of football quality level um, in that regard. So uh, top football quality level. So, Michael, uh, what is, uh, can you introduce the next matchup for us and I'll uh, break it all down. Uh, Absolutely. So we had West Canberra Wanderers pick up a fantastic win uh, at home, uh, winning 3-2 against Canberra Olympic, uh, who were in, some great form heading into this uh, into this encounter with West Canberra Wanderers. Goals from Penner in the 26th minute. Uh, Fields, uh, four minutes before halftime, before Ospina, Colorado scored in the 48th uh, minute uh, to put West Canberra Wanderers ahead. And that goal ultimately decided the contest. Canberra Olympics goal scorer, scorers were Rowan Jones uh, and James uh, within three minutes of each other. Uh, Matt, this was obviously a very uh, close matchup. Um, and I mean, there were some fantastic goals uh, in this game as well. A, a great contest uh, between these two teams that are, you know, they've put on some fantastic uh, showings uh, so far this season. Uh, they've both proved to be uh, underdog performers uh, in terms of what I think the general public would have perceived them to be. Um, but I mean, they've really turned the narrative in that way, even though it's really early in the season, uh, especially with West Canberra Wanderers. They're, they're playing some fantastic football at the moment um, and they've really turned heads over the last uh, year or so. Uh, so how did you see uh, the, this game playing out? Yeah, I, watched it. I was watching this one while I was at work. So I was uh, in, in and out of this one and um, yeah. I was sort of uh, going, oh, geez, what a goal. Oh, geez, what a goal. Because like, it, just, and it was just fantastic back and forth, especially in that first half. Uh, it's safe to say that West Canberra Wanderers probably dominated the majority of the second half, or at least the better of the chances. But in that first half, it was just back and forth, back and forth. Pena's goal oh. was the long-range effort one. Absolutely terrific. Uh, yeah, if you blinked, you would have missed that one. And it was just perfect high to the entire time. 
the keeper. There's no way Christus could have uh, saved that one. That was an absolutely outstanding strike from Penner. And Ospina, Colorado, I believe, is the one who scored the bicycle, the final mat- the goal of the match to start the second half. What a way to start the second half. I mean, 2-2 going in, even as even as Steven, as they as I'm sure some people say, and it was uh, it was it was it was terrific. It was just an absolutely fantastic bicycle kick, and there was I must have missed it when I was at work uh, because I must have missed it because I saw I went back to the phone and I didn't see I just saw them sort of going like this, you know, oh geez, yes. you know, because it it just went over the line. It didn't completely at the back of the net. Yeah, so, yeah. So all I saw was oh, you know, looking at the linesman, and then just <laughs> this. There's one of these. So, um, now no wonder why the celebration was just even more because, you know, not only was it the, uh, in hindsight, the winning goal, but what a just terrific uh, effort that was. Beautiful little nip up ball as well, to say the least. So, Wanderers, yours is Silver. Remember what he said, uh, what he said to me the other week? He said, look, we don't like being that, that mm-hmm. underdog role. And we, the only way we can change it is by putting on performances. That's three wins on the trot now. Um, yeah, there's three wins on the trot, and I'll mention the latter a little bit later, but they're in second place right now. They were first before Campbell Croatia got their victory uh, against Monaro. So, yeah, perfect. After that loss to Gungahlin at the start of the season, perfect three wins on the trot and playing very, very well, to say the least. Olympic will be a little disappointed because they, of course, going down... To go down after equalising so, uh, you know, so quickly, immediately... Yeah, immediately after Rowan Jones, you know, they equalized, get those two goals. I think they went in, they equalized and they went in front. Sorry, sorry to butcher that yeah. whole thing. In the space <laughs> of three minutes, they did that. And then, what was it, two minutes later, Field scores to equalize it again to make it 2 2. They'll be a little disappointed after doing all the hard work so quickly in that regard. But they showed, the, I bet in terms of Olympic, I think the West Campbell Wanderers are they're a similar team so far this season. They were both teams that everyone sort of written wrote off at the start of the season in terms of challenging for the top. And now look at them, they're both near the top. I know it's still early, early days, but they both had the element of the unknown. They both work very, very hard on and off the ball. They both rely on their youth and their pace. Um to say the least. So Olympic were coming up against a similar match that they probably haven't faced so far this season, despite facing uh, bigger name teams. So they're both similar in terms of play, character, philosophy in that regard. So while they lost this one, uh, Olympic uh, will be looking, they won't be looking at it as, you know, this is the end of a run for them. They'll come up against a side that was very similar to them in that regard. And this is, of course, Olympic before this round were the only undefeated team. Now there's no more undefeated teams in MPL one level playing field in that regard. Uh, so very, very interesting to say the least. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this one, Michael, before we move on? I think more just on that last point that you just raised there, Matt. No undefeated teams uh, in, the, in the competition already, which just speaks volumes of how competitive the competition is this season. All teams are, are in it. Uh, similar qualities uh, have the ability to beat uh, each other on any given day, which is it speaks to the element of competition that we want to see each and every week. The ability to you know have unpredictability in a, in, a, in a way uh you know what i mean the the competition is getting a lot more fierce a lot more competitive it's it's harder to call and i mean we, we talk about it all the time when we try to do our tipping you know it's getting getting harder and harder every week and it's going to get harder now and it, now that all the teams you know there's no undefeated sides already it's good um, it's- it's good. And, it makes us four games in. So it, it makes us look like those, um, you know, those, uh, all those people that do it for like the NRL, they always do the tipping and everyone's just, you know, doesn't get it right. Very. That's what MPL one's like for us. You know, we're very, <laughs> very low so far. We'll mention it a little bit later in that regard, but yeah. Um, it's yeah. It's just so great to see how tight the competition is. Uh, yeah. All right. We, we ready to move on to the next one, Michael. Yep. All Let's right. So we've got Belconi United two tigers two very interesting matchup. This one, Bailey and Flores, with the goals for Belcon United and Popovich and Borgner with the goals for Tigers. Like I said, 2-2 draw. Two late goals from Mark, uh, from uh, Tigers FC, Michael, to uh, to uh, stop Belcon and getting a victory in this one and uh, making it a tie. What did you make of how this match played out? Yeah, I think this definitely slipped out of the grasp of uh, Belcon United. Uh, what looked like a sure three points 
uh, vanished in the space of uh, a five-minute period uh, towards the end of uh, the game. So just a little bit of uh, game management uh, issues there uh, for Phil Burkhorn United in terms of not being able to hold on to that lead to see out and get the three points. But um, obviously uh, two goal, uh, sorry, uh, the first goal for Belcon United uh, through Bailey was a fantastic goal. Uh, gets a bit of space one-on-one with uh, the defender before cutting in on his left foot. Waited, waited a while uh, to, to pull the trigger. It just looked like he was baiting the defender a little bit uh, before he eventually slotted the ball uh, in. Um, and then it looked like, like I said, that they were on course to get three points when uh, Flores uh, managed to be at the right place at the right time to steer home a left-footed strike. But, I mean, with Tigers FC, this team can hit you at, at any point given the abundance of quality that Ryan Go- Grogan has at his disposal uh, with, with you know with the players that he's got and the, and that really shone through uh, in the in the final five minutes of the contest when Nick Popovich uh, scored a beautiful goal by dinking the ball over the keeper and then uh, Borgner uh, scoring a penalty in uh, the third minute of stoppage time to get Tigers a point seemingly out of nothing it looked like they were going to get absolutely nothing from the game and they managed to steal a point uh, which I touched on before will be heartbreaking for Belconnen United but in a way a positive for Tigers FC to take that. Um, out of the contest uh, moving forward. Um, I think Bill Connor United had the better chances uh, throughout the game. Uh, So again, that just adds to the disappointment uh, factor that they couldn't get over the line uh, to get, to get the win there. Um, But I mean, that just talks talks to the quality of Tigers FC that they can be out of uh, the game for a while, but, they have the quality to hurt you at any moment. And that's certainly what they did uh, to Belcott United. Uh, so it was an entertaining draw uh, to, to say the least. Yeah, look, it certainly was. And I guess like, I have to talk about that, uh, that, mm. that, that penalty. I, I was mm. quite a few people actually, I was, uh, when I was at the Monaro game, quite a few people sort of came up to me and said, Hey, what do you think about this one? what do you think about this one? And I saw a little bit of chatter online as well about the penalty, a little controversial to say the least. Um, we won't get into that. In the last minute of the, in the, in, in the match. And the reason why I say it is only because like I heard a bit of chatter about it, but you know, for Tigers, when it happened, you know, y- y- you take it because at the end of the day, you need to take as many points as you can in that regard, but it was well finished by Borgner, that penalty. Um, I guess from Tigers point of view though, it's, it's, it's good to see them sort of come back from going down because we've seen sort of the opposite we saw the opposite last week against Tuggies where Tuggies sort of came back Exactly. Uh, when, when it looked like that Tigers had the game sealed. So a bit of yep. a re- reverse fortune for them in that regard. Belcon United, there's no doubt about it. They'll be disappointed that they didn't win this matchup, especially putting in such a great performance uh, midweek against Canberra Croatia in the FFA Cup where they took Canberra Croatia an extra time, let's not forget. Um, uh, so that it was a big week for them and for them to get only one, well, uh, for them not to get anything out of, well, relatively not get anything out of either of those games midweek. They, they would be absolutely crushed in that regard, but they would use all those positives and push it to towards next week where they incidentally face Korean for Croatia again, which we'll mention soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but Tigers have yet to put in that sort of full performance. It would look like I was going to against uh, Tuggeranong. I mean, I keep going back to their performance against Gagal in the FFA Cup in the fourth round, but that that was the best performance I've seen so far from Tigers. Full performance, completely nullified uh, their opposition, looked deadly on the attack, very strong in defense. If they can replicate that sort of performance, they're going to be, uh, you know, game in, game out, or as re- as frequently as they can, they're going to be near the top of this um, this ladder by the end of the season. They're going to be in that round that in and around that top four. So it's all about sort of culminating that whole performance for them. And they do have extra duty this week as they face Western Malongolo in the FA Cup on Wednesday. Um, in the quarterfinals. So, uh, but yeah, regardless, uh, interesting matchup to say the least. Uh, entertaining one and a lot of people will talk about it afterwards. So, uh, we ready to go on to the next one, Michael? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Mike, uh, Michael, it was uh, an interesting matchup to say the least. Andy Bernal joined Russ Gibbs on commentary for this one from Riverside Stadium. Um, Canberra Croatia won, Minara Panthers nil, Kishta with an absolute belter of a goal. To say the least, uh, what'd you make of this one, Michael? Yeah, you just summed it up uh, really well there, Matt. The sole goal from uh, Kishta uh, in the first half in the 27th minute separated the two sides uh, at Riverside Stadium. Uh, 
as Canberra Croatia moved back to the top uh, of the uh, MPL one uh, standings, because uh, momentarily it was West Canberra Wanderers after their uh, win over Canberra Olympic. Uh, but whilst uh, Canberra Croatia got the victory there, it obviously resulted in Monero slumping to their fourth defeat from their first four games this season. Don't think anyone could have predicted Monero to have a bad, a worse start than what they've endured so far in the first four games of the season. Uh, there is a lot of, uh, you know, high expectations given the quality of the squad. Frank uh, Kasher and how he is a, a, as a coach and the, and the reputation uh, that he has as a, as a fantastic manager uh, to be able to, you know, galvanize uh, his squad. Uh, and it speaks to the success that he's had in the past. So this is definitely something new uh, that that he's going through at the moment, or it's definitely something that he hasn't experienced in a, in a, in a while, certainly not in MPL1 um, managerial uh, positions, that's for sure. So it, it's time to, for Monero to really, um, you know, get, get back into things, uh, take a good look in the mirror uh, to try and, you know, turn things around. They just, like I mentioned, you know, when we um previously it's all about sort of just getting that monkey off your back because it's very hard uh to build confidence when you're just losing week after week Monero just need to get that that first victory uh under their belts and it will give them a world of confidence i think this squad is still obviously gelling they're trying to fit different uh players and pieces around the pitch to fit uh Frank's, you know, ideal team and, and, and their best, best system. I think it's obvious that they're trying to mix things around. It's obvious that things aren't working uh, so far, but we, we hopefully, hopefully that will change. Uh, that narrative will change in the next, you know, coming weeks, depending on who, who they play, but they really need to turn their season around. And obviously for Canberra Croatia's perspective, um, they, they got a, you know, it, it was a good bounce back win uh, for them after they lost to West Canberra Wanderers uh, previously, they were missing a lot of players, but uh, they came back and they did exactly what they needed to do, which was just to turn up to Riverside and do whatever they needed to do in order to get the three points, which they did. Yeah, and but despite the loss, I do think this was a much better performance from Yeah, oh, Most definitely. Most in that definitely regard, uh, they did have that massive, of course, massive confidence boost, Michael. Let's not forget midweek uh, beating Wagga 12-0 in the FA Cup. And you saw... I was, to- I was talking more from a... Yeah, no, one yeah. perspective, but that result obviously, yeah, in, in the cup was huge, yeah, uh, for them. And you could see in the reactions whenever they scored, didn't matter how many they were putting past, they were just you could see how elated they were that they were putting in this sort of string of performance of, of a performance. Uh, despite the loss, I talked to a few people in and around um Manara, and despite the loss, they, they obviously they were annoyed that they lost, but they. There's uh, the confidence and the morale's a lot better than, let's say, it was after when they lost to West Canberra Wanderers, for example, because they put in a much better performance. I would say, I'm sure you'd agree, Mark, they play with a lot more intensity. Absolutely. Uh, uh, they they move the ball a lot quicker, which was important. Uh, it's it's one thing. And, and the, the midfield runners track their runners a lot better than they did, for example, against Manara, sorry, against Belco, which Russ mentioned about the defending last week on the show. Yeah. And I think really... Sam Rossbach can help that. He returned in midfield this week. That's a big plus for him. I know he's been playing a fullback for, he definitely played fullback last season. He's played it at the start of this season as well. And, but he's majority mainly been a midfielder for them first. So for him to go back there as a midfielder, a lot of it, a lot of intensity. He's got, he, I saw on their Facebook page, his name, their man of the match. Um, There's a lot of intensity, a lot of energy, a lot of creativity as well. He'll track your markers all day long. And I think that was important for a, a, a him returning the midfield was important for Monaro to have a solid performance in, in the midfield in that regard. And um, yeah, look, Deacon, despite the positive performance from Monaro, Monaro probably had their best, some of their better yeah, chances the in, the, in the later half of the match for Monaro. They had their best chance in the later half of the match. They had two really good ones as well near the end. Um, but in terms of Deacon, I think, they had their chances to go up, to be fair, 2-3-0 in that first half, especially there was that second-minute one where Kishter, I believe it was, hit the crossbar, came yep. in, cut in, hit the crossbar. And despite how well Monaro played, that could have been, you know, that could have been done and dusted if, if Canberra Croatia went up 2-0 straight away. So uh, Deacon definitely had their chances, but this is always sort of that 
Deacon recently have come away with the win at Riverside, but it's always that bogey in terms of Manara always put up their better performances against Deacon. We saw it last year where Deacon just scored in the last minutes. They It's always a tough match, this one, for Deacon. So for Deacon to come away with the win, like you said, to do what they need to do, it was important for them. Manara, I would look to, I would look upon how positive they, how positive they played. They played, like I said, more intensity, quicker, moved the ball quicker and created more chances in that second half. So for them, they got to look to that. But Gangala next week, it's difficult to tell. We'll mention this a bit later, but it's going to be difficult to tell in that one. But hey, they've got more positive momentum. And if everyone keeps beating everyone, all Manara need is something like two wins. Like I've got to mention to do with the ladder. And they'll be right back at it. And that goes for Tuggerong as well, who haven't won a game yet so far in this competition either. Uh, we mentioned that, Michael, but uh, as of this recording, when it goes up tomorrow, Tuggerong will be playing Gangala United at the AIS since they traveled to Ugali um, in the FFA Cup. So let's get straight into the predictions, Michael. Canberra Croatia, Belcon United, massive one. Prime time, Saturday night, Saturday, May 8th, 6.25 p.m. at Deakin Stadium. Uh, if anyone's free, go down there, get a Crow Pack, get a Kransky, enjoy the uh, football under the lights for what should be a competitive rematch of their midweek FFA Cup matchup. This is going to be such a tough matchup to call. I'm going to base this purely off momentum and go with Canberra Croatia. Not an easy call. I think it's going to be a lot closer than if people just look at the results and haven't followed the games might think. But yeah, uh, it was a very close matchup midweek and Canberra Croatia ended up coming away with a victory in the end. And Things just haven't gone the way of Belcon in those, those last two matches. And I just think they'll put up a very, very good fight, but I think Deacon will just nip it in the end. I don't know whether it will be a late goal or or something like that, but I just think it's going to be a very, very close matchup with Croatia just edging it. You, Michael? Yeah, I'm going to go for a Canberra-Croatia uh, victory at home. Uh, you got to start saying that matter or else we're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Um, so yeah I, I'm purely basing it off momentum as well I think Canberra Croatia have still proven to be the best side in the competition um, they obviously have that uh, you know that that edge over Belcon United already uh, based on previous results so uh, it's going to be a tough game it's uh, definitely going to be a cracking game for a Saturday night as well um, that's definitely one that you want to get down and watch uh, two quality sides going at it but I definitely think the momentum of uh, Canberra Croatia having got that win over Monero, uh, that one hiccup uh, against West Canberra, uh, I think maybe internally uh, with that team, they can say they can put an asterisk on that because they did have a fair few players missing, uh, but because they know with the full squad uh, that they're a very tough team to beat and they're the best team in the competition. So um, although it's going to be close, I do see uh, Canberra Croatia winning this game by maybe a goal or two. And next up, Gungahlin United, Minari Panthers, Sunday, May 9th, 3 p.m. at AOS Grassfield 2. Uh, yeah. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to go for Monero win. You're going to break I'm, the mold, I'm, are you? I'm going, I'm going for Monero Panthers to get their first win of the season. Uh, I think, like you touched on, they had a lot of positives to take out of that encounter with uh, Canberra Croatia. Uh, it was a very close game. They had a couple of chances, actually. Uh, at the end to draw, uh, to get an equaliser, to, to come away with the draw, but that wasn't meant to be the case. But uh, it looks as though that they're slightly getting better and better every week. They obviously had the big win in the FFA Cup uh, before their loss uh, to Canberra, Croatia. Um, I, I, I do expect them to actually have a very good game against uh, Gungahlin United, and, and I think that they'll actually come away with, it, with an innovate, away victory that will kickstart uh, their season. Yeah, look, I think regardless whether they get a, a draw, let's just say if they get a draw or a win, any sort of points on the yep. board will get them, will kickstart their season. Look, this is a difficult one because if Minara, obviously if they lose this, that'll be five in a row. And that's sort of unwanted pressure. You don't want that pressure as a coach, as a player, as a board member, as a sponsor. Regardless, you don't want that sort of pressure. Now, this one's also difficult to tell because we haven't seen Gungalan play yet. Of course, they played tonight as we are, uh, as this is airing on Facebook. And I, I did say if Gungahlin play like they did in that last half an hour against Olympic, 
If they can put that together for 90 minutes, they're going to be near the top, near the top. Um, so the issue for them is they haven't been able to put it together a whole 90 minute performance like that the whole season, but neither have, um, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, but Monaro, it, this is going to be difficult. I just, I don't know what to go with this one, but I have to choose one, don't I? So uh, this is going to be the hardest one to do. I'm going to go with Gungalan. just. It's going to be very, very close. But from what I saw that last half an hour, I don't think any team has impressed me in, in that span of time this season like Gungalan has. Um, just the way they play, the way they defend in that whole 30 minutes. If they can put that into 90 minutes, I fancy them over a lot of... I fancy them a lot. But so it just depends. Like, like I said, if we uh, saw the um, Gungalan if we saw the Gungal and Tuggies match before we did this, it'd be a little easier to, I feel like it'd be a little easier to predict. So I'm just going on a whim and I'm going to say Gungal, but that's not to say that Monaro can't get their first points. They had a very positive performance against Canberra Croatia. So uh, that was a difficult one. So let's move on to another difficult one. Tuggering United against West Canberra Wanderers Sunday, May 9th, 3 PM at Canberra 201. Look, West Canberra Wanderers, and once again, it's another difficult one to say because we haven't seen Tuggeron play yet from this previous round, Michael. But I think it's just it's it's tough to deny West Canberra Wanderers uh, recently. Just the, the the performances have put in, the way they've played. It's just going to be. I know uh, Canberra Tuggeron United had their number last year, and it's, that's when Tuggeron United were in their spell of. Tyrone United are like these other teams when you give them a win once they get that win under the board they go on a good run themselves and they're still looking for that first one which could come as of Tuesday uh, yeah as, as we re- are recording for all we know uh, but look I think it's West Canberra Rondas have just been too positive to deny nothing against Tyrone I just think yeah they're just too positive to deny at the moment but like I said but that's not to say Tyrone can't get something from this they'll probably be the underdogs in this one which is uh, interesting um, considering where they've been over the last couple of seasons. But yeah, so in saying that though, when Tyrone do get their first victory there, I think they'll have a bit of a steam of momentum. But unfortunately for them, I don't think it'll be this matchup. Like I said, West Canberra Wanderers, too positive recently to deny. Michael? Yeah, I'm going to go for a West Canberra Wanderers win as well. I'm going to hop aboard the West Canberra hype train. Um given how well they're playing at the moment, three wins on the bounce, and I expect them to continue that and make it four. Uh, they're playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, Ulysses has got them playing some great football. So I expect them to come away from Canberra with all three points, all aboard the West Canberra hype train. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Uh, Tigers against Olympic Sunday, May 9th, 3 p.m. at Nijong Oval. This is tough. This is another tough one. Look, I'm going to go with a draw purely because I just... Tigers, like I said, in when we wrapped up their matchup, they haven't put in that sort of performance that we saw for a whole 90 minutes. Like whether they're winning... But 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 I guess the positive for them is whether they're winning to start the match or they're losing to start the match. They haven't lost since that first match against... It's since that first match against Canberra Croatia, um, who currently lead the table. So they won and they've gotten two draws since. So they got the know-how to whether they go down to sort of find a find a result or if they're losing the momentum near the match, they're not going to let the whole result slip. And I think that's important against the Olympic team that we all know is going to push and uh, pretty good defensively on their own turf. I, I think this could be a back and forth one. I think there could be a lot of goals in this one, but I'm going to go for a draw in this one purely because... Tigers just haven't lost these sort of matches, but they haven't really won them either recently. And Olympic, we all know, can score. They can come down from behind. So I'm going to find... So it's going to be interesting to see because if Olympic can stay up, like if they can go up early, Tigers don't don't give up as we saw recently. Yep. So I'm going to go for a draw. I think that's a safe bet for me, but uh, we'll wait and see. Actually, no, I can't say that. Nothing's a safe bet so far. Nothing's a safe bet. Nothing. Nothing at all. Um, I'm going to go for... a. A Tigers win. I was contemplating a draw as well, Matt. Um, obviously, it's a very tough game to call given how both sides have, have started the season. We didn't obviously expect a lot from Canberra Olympic, but they're playing fantastically well. And 
maybe Tigers FC have fallen a little behind the eight ball to start the season, but nevertheless, they're still a very good side. I think they'll take a lot of confidence uh, nipping those two late goals against uh, Belconnen United, and I expect them to take take that and carry that over uh, into the Canberra Olympic game. So I'm going to go for a home win uh, at Nigel Noval for the hosts. All right. Now moving on to MPL2, another massive weekend of action. Um, two of the teams that hadn't got a win yet in MPL2. Michael, kick us off in this round. Uh, yeah. so what, what, what was that What, what was that uh, one? Yeah, if you want to introduce it, I'll uh, yeah. give everybody the lay down. Absolutely. Let's get into it. So we had Western Malongolo get a victory over Wagga City Wanderers. Three goals to one. On the score sheet for Western Malongolo was uh, Reckford, Sellers and Manda. For the away side, it was Jenkins. Uh, a great win for Western Malongolo. We talked about previously how important it was for them to get a victory uh, in, in this one. And they definitely delivered on that. Uh, to get the three points, scoring three goals at home as well, which is always an added bonus. Uh, this is obviously, obviously their first win of the season. They'll be buzzing after uh, that performance, especially uh, since, you know, I mentioned they scored three goals. They needed the win. Uh, they kept it pretty strong defensively as always. And uh, Reckford uh, scored a terrific goal as well, Matt. So uh, do you want to get into the, uh, this encounter? Yeah, it was yeah, interesting one to say this. Like you said, it was an important one for both sides. Of course, Wagga coming off that uh, not so you know so not so flattering uh, loss in midweek, but credit to them, they came out. They knew that goals were you know, they knew that um, defensively it hasn't worked out for them this season, so they just tried to go and push forward, and they scored their first goal of the campaign. So credit to them. From all accounts, they did push forward quite a bit, and they just tried to focus on their attacking side knowing that the defensive side hasn't worked so far this season. Western Malonglo, though. Amanda, their new signing, finding the score sheet. Sellers, uh, Redford scoring again this week. Sellers scoring as well. And, um, yeah, very positive for Western Malonglo. I heard their... Um, Redford's goal was also a terrific strike, I was told. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to see footage of it, but uh, caught a left foot volley just outside the box and hit the top left corner. So how about that one? Ooh. Hopefully you can catch. Yeah. Hopefully someone has a footage of that they can send us. That'd be a fantastic one to see. What what was positive for Western Malongolo was the chance they created. Being able to score more than one goal. We've talked about it. Russ talked about it last week, how they weren't able to score too much in the previous matches, but this one they were able to score more than one, Michael, which I think is a massive positive for them. Albushi, who's been injured for a little bit, came on, played the last eight minutes, I believe, of this one. He still won't be fully fit for a couple of weeks, but his creativity is going to be important for the big matches. I mentioned Manda scoring. That's um, important because uh, Ned Jeans keeps telling me how massive a signing that's going to be for them. He's very, very high on him. So he's sort of been not fully fit so far to start this season. So to score his first goal in competitive play is positive for him. Um, so very, very positive for Western Malongolo heading forward. They'll be looking to build off this, off this momentum. And in terms of Wagga, it's like we've mentioned, it's going to be tough. It, it's been tough for them this season, but I think what's positive for them is they got a goal in the score sheet. And we mentioned this about West Camber Wanderers last year. They finally got a goal. It was uphill from them. Uh, so Wagga are going to be looking at a sort of similar at it, saying, all right, we scored a goal. Let's move forward. We know it's not always going to be um, great for us defensively, considering just the attacking prowess of a lot of these sides that they're going to be facing. But let's build on it. We got that goal. Let's move forward. Let's continue to stay positive. Um, yeah. Any thoughts before we move on, Michael? No, I think we've. I mean, I touched on it there that it's a yeah uh, great win for them. Uh, obviously, their first of the season to get three goals at home as well. So fantastic for Western uh, Malongolo, uh, most definitely. All right, and next up we have the Brindies. Uh, who went down to O'Connor Knights 2-1, McCarran and Zygmunt. McCarran once again on the score sheet for O'Connor Knights, like he was last week or the week before. And uh, the Brindies, Scafer once again, you're going to mention how he's his goal-scoring prowess in this one, Michael. But very tight, tight matchup from what I was told in this one. How did it play out? Yeah, it was a good comeback victory from O'Connor Knights after going down... 1-0 to, like you mentioned, uh, Scafer's goal. Uh, they played 
they also played the majority of the second half after uh, Jake Wilsner uh, got a got a straight uh, red card. So uh, good, a good steal, a good steal from uh, O'Connor uh, as a whole to fight and keep keep a lead against a persistent and intense uh, Brindabella side. Whilst a man down, uh, you'll take three points like that any day. So it, it's a great rugged win uh, for them. Uh, the uh, so for Brindabella, once again, they've shown they can compete and make life difficult for these uh, big sides in the competition. They had their chances in the matchup and they probably should feel that they should have got something from the matchup. I think considering they had the man advantage, uh, they'll look back on it as a real missed opportunity to to at least come away with a point, uh, but they were unable to come away with, with any with the man advantage. But one positive that they can take so far this season is Curtis Schaefer. I mean, he's on the score sheet again. Uh, he, he takes his goal tally up to seven goals in four games. So he's on a great trajectory to, you know, score a whole heap of goals this season in, in MPL2 as the competition's uh, current uh, top scorer. Yeah, look, he's been very, very positive. And I think it's only a matter of time before the Brindies get uh, an upset victory out over one of the uh, the big sides. They've really been pushing them this season. It wasn't meant to be today. Uh, I did. They did get a second yellow, though. Um, they did get a second yellow and a red. I wasn't able to confirm the time, though, there on that one. So I'm not sure how long that man advantage was for. But there were a few players out for O'Connor. Wait, so, so, was it, so was it a straight red or was it a, a second yellow? No, no, I meant this is... Brindy's got Brindy's got a second yellow and a red. Um, so I'm not sure how long the O'Connor uh, had that had that. Man. How long they had the man advantage? Yeah. For. So I'm not yeah. I'm not too sure. I wasn't able to confirm that one. Yeah. Uh, wasn't able to find out the timing on that one anyway. Uh, so but in terms of O'Connor, they'll be very happy to come back, like you said. Though I had quite a few players missing as well. I was told, such as Walsh, Yadrich, Graham, Rutherford, and Cosentini. So they'll be looking at it as not only was it a good comeback victory, but let's not forget they did uh, go down to White Eagles last week. Uh, they are rivals. So it was important for them to get back on the board and get back to winning ways in that regard. Um, so credit to O'Connor Knights for that comeback victory moving forward. But I think it's only a matter of time before the Brindies get a um, get an upset victory over one of the big boys. And we, there's a long way to go in that regard. What's our next matchup, Michael? Big result? Massive result. Probably probably the biggest result of the three competitions yeah. this weekend. We definitely didn't expect it, that's for sure. Um, considering... Yeah. I think the... we both said a draw. Yeah. So it shows how yeah. much we know. Yeah. Um, you know, reading out the results is going to make us look really silly, isn't it? But. <laughs> Um, no, no, City. not too bad in MPL two. I'll say I'll we'll no. say that for later. But we did alright in MPL two this week. Yeah, well, that's always a positive considering <laughs> we're not so great at MPL one. But we won't get into that too much. We'll get into this. Queanbeyan City seven nil winners over Canberra White Eagles. What a result for Gabby Wilkes' team. Uh, the score is in this one: Tomeski, uh, Cullen Ruas own goal, uh, Ponce with a penalty. Uh, Adams uh, with two, uh, but another one from the spot. Uh, Keita and Makevsky. What a fantastic performance from Queanbeyan City. A very, very impressive performance. The most dominant performance so far in MPL 2 this season. We thought it was going to be a cagey affair. We thought it was going to be close. We thought the whole narrative of the of the rivalry would have made this a real cagey affair, but that did not go to plan. Queanbeyan City said, no, scrap that. We're going to go out and absolutely let loose. And that's what they did, didn't they, Matt? Look, I'll tell you what, it just seemed like not only was the statement victory, it seemed like they had something to prove after going down to ANU, uh, despite ANU setting up perfectly for that matchup. Uh, I think for Queanbeyan not to get on the scoreboard, at least in that matchup, they would have been furious with. So they clearly came out here yeah. with an absolute... Um, point to prove and I was able to catch the last 30 minutes actually of this matchup um, yeah I was able to catch the last 30 minutes and I'll tell you what it's not a flattering word to use to describe it but it just the last 30 minutes they were just literally smothering White Eagles it was that intense and two of them were penalties 
two of the goals were penalties, but they you could you, that just showed how much they were pressuring that attack. They were just going for it, going for it, going for it. They didn't stop whatsoever. Didn't give White Eagles much time on the ball from what I saw, and they the the Wilkes would be very very happy with this performance. Uh, Queen City, yeah, very, very impressive. And yeah, and apparently there were some great goals in it as well for them. This is the perfect, perfect response to losing last week, I would say, Michael, in that regard. White Eagles, though, <clears throat> it's going to be difficult for them to put this one behind them. Not only was it just such a heavy defeat, but to do it against your rivals, Queen City as well, does not help. I'm sure for sure will be working a lot with the group midweek to try and rectify this result next week, but regardless, yeah, it just wasn't the best week for white Eagles. It's that's, uh, you, you can't really sugarcoat it. They were just played off the park by Queen city, especially in that second half. It was only two nil at halftime. And after, after halftime, you, you know, that's, you, you come out with, you come out in the second half saying we can probably get something from this, but it just wasn't meant to be. Immediately, Queen City were just all over them in that second half. And for White Eagles, it's going to be interesting because they're playing Ugali. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one. Both coming off um, both coming off losses, but Ugali, of course, still coming off that high of that victory against Tugger and United midweek, Michael. So, yeah, it's going to be some interesting matches this week. But Queen City, wow. That's all i got to say. Just wow. Really, really big statement victory here, Michael. All right, so um, next matchup, Michael. Ugali 2, ANU 4, Donadell, well, sorry, I Donadell and M Donadell with the goals for Ugali. ANU, Hines, Carters with two, and Twyford. Another big victory for ANU considering they went on the road in this one. Let's not forget Ugali were backing up two days before, though, with that victory against Tugger and United on the Friday night in the FFA Cup with. Uh, with uh, Russ, uh, do you see that one sitting on the top of the, uh, top, sitting on the top of the Ute? Him and I yeah. for the Kuma game were standing on the back of the Ute, so that's why I found this one funny because he wasn't standing on the back; he was just sitting on top of it with um, uh, reporter yeah. there, Liam Mason. He's a journalist, I believe, in the area. Uh, good, good article from him. I saw his one as well on uh, about the matchup. So, how did this one play out? Big win for ANU. Yeah, I mean, uh, first, first of all, if you if you want to catch the Ugali uh, home games in MPL2, you can do so by visiting their Facebook page. If you ever want to watch MPL2 uh, competition, because we know we're uh, obviously not uh, accustomed. Well, we're not, sorry, we're not accustomed. That's not the right word to use. We, we don't have the availability and the sources to... Uh, view MPL2 competitions. So if you do want to ever get a chance to watch MPL2, uh, you can do that for Yulgali when they play their home games uh, against other MPL2 uh, competitions. So I thought I'd just get that out of the way first before yep. getting into this because I think it's important. Uh, Yulgali took an early lead in what was you know, a back-and-forth start to the match. They obviously came in with a lot, a lot of confidence having beat uh, Togranong United in the FFA Cup. ANU immediately went... Um, level and then uh, took the lead just before half time. Yugali continued to push forward and despite going 3 1 down, they made it 3 2, then uh, had a penalty opportunity uh, to go level and they missed the opportunity. So uh, they rued that massively as ANU went on to win, obviously. Uh, it's an important win for ANU to back up their massive result, as you spoke about um, last week against Queen and uh, as you discussed uh, with, with their coach. Uh, as well, um, they, they showed they can react well uh, and quick uh, if they go behind. Um, you know, Yugali will feel uh, a little disappointed considering um, the penalty opportunity to draw at level and they missed that. However, they still showed that they have the same quality as last season when, when they have a full-strength squad. So, um, you know, you know they, they did have to play two days beforehand and that could take a bit of a toll on the body. It was a massive effort to come away with a fantastic victory against Tuggeranong in the FFA Cup, and they just weren't able to get their legs underneath them 48 hours later against ANU. But you still have to give them massive credit for the effort that they still put in and how close they, they were to getting a result. Yeah, and they kept fighting back as well in this matchup despite going down to ANU. They, kept, they didn't give up uh, constantly once ANU took the lead. 
And I think you mentioned that there, and uh, that, that, that was Luke Santolin's quote in the article um, from Mason uh, in the Griffith around the, the Riverina area about saying that we knew this, these two days were going to be, you know, near impossible to try and get full results, but they nearly, they, ne- they nearly did it. So he was proud of his boys in that regard. ANU though will feel like they should have tried to bury, they could have buried the game earlier. Um, but it was a great, res- they went up early, like you said, but it was, I, I thought it was a great response that once they went equal level, immediately, boom, boom, immediately ANU have stopped that from being, uh, you know, a draw. Like a, it was only a couple of minutes later. I was able to catch a good amount of this game. Very good football from both sides. ANU, yeah, like I said, they'll probably feel like they should have tried to bury the game earlier. Um, I know they probably felt the same against, uh, they actually felt the same. I'm sure they would have felt the game, uh, the same against sort of Wagga as well. Uh, but that sort of proves that there's, I mean, that, that's a little scary to see that there's even more to this ANU side, Michael, that the Absolutely. fact that they, they feel like they should have been burying these games earlier, even when you just look at the 4-2 results or you look at the 4-0 result against Wagga, they feel like they could have uh, tried, they will want to try and bury these games earlier. That proves that there's still a lot more to come from this ANU side and they're definitely going to be up they're, they're top of the uh, MPL two table now, Michael. And I'll tell you what, they should be there in and around by the end of the season. I know it's a long one, but they've they've by far on both sides of the ball they've been most the the, the most impressive side this season. Um, copped a few goals here against Ugali, but we've seen uh, when Ugali have a full squad, they're full strength, they're very very hard to deny goals to, uh, but. You mentioned there the missed opportunity penalty. Ugali will feel a little disappointed. To, they could have made that 3-3. Three, three. Um, yeah, I, I, when I was like, I know you mentioned that, but that was something I had to just, I feel like I had to re, uh, sort of reiterate because when I w- was watching that, I'm like, oh no, uh, in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, in terms of Ugali's perspectives, that, but that, that sort of proves how sort of how close they were to, you know, doing what they wanted to do. But credit to Ugali. They put up a good fight. ANU will be very, very happy to get that big win on the board. Now let's see how Ugali travels next week. I'm intrigued to see that one. We're going to mention that coming up. But uh, I think uh, before we move to the uh, predictions, Michael, I guess we should also say that this is the second week now, or at least in the Canberra matches, that there's only been one official in the middle for the MPL2. There haven't been any linesmen provided for the last two rounds. I didn't mention it last week because I thought it was just a long weekend thing. So... It's probably yeah. something worth mentioning when people show up to see the MPL2 matches. Not the most ideal, but I hear there is a shortage of refs as well. A lot of refs um, didn't um, re-register this season. So there's a bit of a shortage in that regard. For the MPL2, for the MPL competitions, I know MPL youth have had a few issues there as well. So hopefully that uh, situation can um, improve and they're able to get some of the refs that weren't able to re-register back on board because, you know, we hate to see people talking about, um, you know, uh, you know, those sort of issues. Most definitely. So hopefully that, um, so well, that sort of situation. Some more referees in and around the game uh, to really sort of bulk those numbers up so that, you know, all these different levels of, of football uh, can have those areas covered with with referees and you're not having this constant worry of will you have a referee this week or not um you know it, we all hear that it, that it's a tough gig but it, it's a great experience at, at, at the same time as well to be able to referee uh at the, at that level as well and it's all about helping the community uh a, a, as well most definitely so if you want a ref get out a ref i know there's this get there's, out and a, ref. there's a whole i know there's a whole uh, process into getting there but Get out and ref. Uh, if, if, if hashtag, you hashtag get out and ref. <laughs> All right. Heading into uh, the predictions. Um, yeah. So let's quickly mention how we went in MPL one first. So I forgot to mention this in our MPL one, one, Michael, very close between you and I, the overall ladder five, four, me on top. You have made a, made a comeback after getting a zero last week. You won this round two, one, remember two out of three. One out of three for me, considering we didn't have that other matchup. So you're closing it in, Michael. You're closing it in. MPL two, we both had the same predictions last week. So three, three. It looks like we both went, you know, we both said we'd either die together or uh, live up the hype together. So we did that this week. So the ladder is 11, me and you with 10 overall. So between us, we've had better... 
luck predicting MPL2 yeah. and W so far this season. Yep. All right. So let's get into this round and let's see how this one goes for us this week. Brindabella Blues and UFC should be very, very interesting. But I think uh, first it's Saturday, May 8th, 3 p.m. Ipen Park. Uh, that's in Corwell. Um, it's going to be a very close one, I think, this one as well. But I think ANU have just been too positive so far this season. I know I, know I did Brind- said Brindabella will eventually cause some upsets, but I don't think it's going to come at the expense of ANU this week. ANU are just on a roll at the moment on both sides, defensively and attacking wise, so far. And they and we have seen when they do concede a couple of goals, immediately they make that comeback to score. I'm going to go with ANU. How about you, Michael? Well. I mean, for the sake of being different, I'm going to go for a draw. All right. Uh, just to see the progression of Brindy, and we discussed how we expect him to cause a few upsets this season and uh, a few send a few shockwaves through the MPL2 competition. I definitely think that they can do that this weekend against ANU. We talk about the ability of Curtis Schaefer up front, uh, seven goals in four games. He's the top, competition's top scorer, so you can't hide that fact uh he'll definitely play an influence and i, I definitely think they can come away with a draw uh, in this one i think anu won't be entirely pleased with how they uh performed against uh yugali um but in saying that yeah i, I think it's going to be a draw yeah look I, I, I wouldn't put those sort of um possibilities out of the realm so uh, so far anu it's we should also mention is the only undefeated competition left is the only undefeated team left in this competition and only the third undefeated team out of all three of the senior comps, along with Canberra Croatia women's and Belconnen um, and Belconnen women's as well. Uh, so like I said, not impossible uh, result to get. I just think ANU are just on too much of a roll at the moment for me. Next up, O'Connor Knights, Western Malonglo, Saturday, May 8th, 3 p.m. at Kayleen in closed. Positive win for Western Malongolo. Uh, O'Connor and I should get a couple of their, uh, a couple of people back that they missed this week as well, but they're able to get that crucial win against the Brindies. I'm going to go for O'Connor Knights here. Might be a little closer than we think, um, but I still think in the big matches, Albushi is going to be key for Western Malongolo in terms of creating more chances. Western Malongolo just need to try and not be on the back foot immediately. For them to get a result here, they need to make sure they don't get on the back foot immediately and try and score first as well uh, for for momentum purposes. I'm going to go with O'Connor here. How about you, Michael? I'm going to go for O'Connor uh, as well, Matt, uh, to go off the back of their uh, victory, their rugged victory uh, as well. Uh, so I expect them to come back uh, fit and sharp against Western Malonglo and uh, get the victory there at home. Um, and next up, we have White Eagles, Ugali, Saturday, May 8th, 3 p.m. at Woden Park in closed. Go down and get yourself an Eagle Burger if you have never had one before, as Russ would say. Really good. Uh, Michael really knows good. all about those, being a former White Eagles player himself. <laughs> um, so, look, I'm going to go for a draw in this one. Uh, I just want what sort of response are both teams going to have? Uh, White Eagles, especially after that sort of defeat, like we mentioned, not only is that a defeat, it's easy to say it's one match, but it is against your rivals, like you've mentioned. So it's very tough. Let's see how they back up. But Ugali as well, I think they're going to have something to prove after nearly doing, you know, an impossible task, a near impossible task of winning both those matches so close and two big matches as well. Uh, so let's see how they go. Let's not forget these. This was an affair last year when they played twice, once in that, once in the semis, once in the league. Michael, they were high scoring matches. One of them was like six four. So mm-hmm. we very well could see something similar this week. But I'm going to go for a draw. I just think these two teams always uh, it's going to be a goal fest. But I'm intrigued to see how both sides react after both their losses this week. You, Michael. Yeah, this will solely depend on, I think, uh, of how wide Eagles bounce back after that horror defeat. But it also makes it a little more difficult to predict given how Yulgali uh, have performed in their last two games, which is very encouraging signs, obviously getting the win over Togranong United uh, and coming ever so close to getting something from the ANU game. Um, I'm going to go for... <sighs> Pains me to say it. I think Yulgali is going to win. Here we go. 
glad to see you're not showing your bias from uh, your former playing days uh, for White Eagles, Michael. Great to see. Yeah, just, I just have to keep it, have to keep it neutral. <laughs> All right, next up, I don't, I don't pay, they don't pay my bills no more. So, <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we've got Queen City, Wagga City Wanderers, Saturday, May eighth, three fifteen, a High Street, and yeah, I forgot to mention as well, High Street was absolutely packed this week for that matchup as well. Uh, probably the most uh, loyal, faithful in that regard. Um, in the MPL 2 uh, in terms of uh, big attendances there for Queanbeyan City. I'm sure they'll be looking to get a similar one this weekend. Look, I'm going to say it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough for Wagga once again. Queanbeyan City, I think, are going to have this one. Uh, Wagga will, in terms of them, they'll be looking um, they'll be looking to take that, you know, that the positive of the goal and move forward. But <laughs> it's safe to say they're probably the underdogs in this one. Michael, you? Yeah, I think Queen City are strong favourites in this one. I mean, it's a difficult situation for Wagga City Wanderers to come into where they're going to be playing a team that has just come off beating one of the top sides in the competition 7-0. Their confidence is at an all-time high. They bounced back in the most perfect way after losing to ANU the week before. I expect Queen to can carry that momentum over and get a win. And... That's uh, that's it for us today. But as we as we uh, recorded this, we realized, all right, we're going to be going a lot uh, longer than we usually do because we had uh, two special guests on our MPL uh, recording before this, and that was Jeremy McGann of Bar TV and his and Capital Football, and former Tottenham United coach Michael Aldred. So yeah, we went we went longer than we thought we did, but there was some great um, conversation in there, some great discussion. Michael, as we all know, has a brilliant football mind, and he brought some uh, great uh, back and forth with Jeremy as well. So we decided let's uh, spice it up this week. So today we have MPL one and two reviews, and tomorrow, as in Wednesday, we'll be premiering our MPLW special uh, preview. So we decided to uh, change it up this week, uh, considering we had the special guests on the show, which is it's always good to spice it up a bit, Michael, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think having those two on, I mean, we've had Jeremy on uh, prior. We know what sort of knowledge and background that he has in the women's game here in Canberra. He's a, he's a character as well. He's always good to, he's always, he's always a good person to, uh, to, to talk to in regards to football here in the ACT. Um, and, uh, having Michael Aldred on was, a uh, was fantastic. I mean, to, you know, he, he was a part of that Tuggeranong United set up for five years. Um, you know, obviously it didn't go the way that he thought and the way that he wanted it to, um, having parted ways with the club, but I guess to have him on and give him, the opportunity to discuss the women's game and his thoughts and feelings on different topics uh, was certainly an eye opener. And it's something that I hope that we can do again uh, with him in the future. And uh, hopefully it's a catalyst for getting more uh, personalities uh, uh, that have coached in the past uh, or, you know, the, the, that are going to be coaching in the future or that are coaching right now. So we, we, we're always looking to expand in, in that facet um, and always looking to bring new eyes to the to the platform. So it was fantastic having those two guys on. As you will see tomorrow. Yes. Uh, as you'll see tomorrow, <laughs> uh, Wednesday on Facebook. Uh, so yeah, look, that was great. Um, Michael's great. Uh, Jeremy's great. So yeah, a little bit of an MPLW special there, of course. Um, needed the extra time because we, of course, discussed the big uh, decision of, sorry, the big move of Michael, uh, sorry, Michelle Heyman to uh, get, see, the reason why I said Michael, you'll see this tomorrow, Michael Aldrin, Michael Georgeski, we're constantly saying Michael, 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 Michael. I said it so much uh, uh, the previous hour before this that, that I nearly botched that completely there, so my apologies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll see a bit of banter of that tomorrow, but yeah, Michelle Heyman going to Gungahlin United in the MPLW, huge for the game here in Canberra. And uh, great for the aspiring uh, young girls as well watching and great for the young girls that are currently playing in the team to um, play with such a great um, Matilda, former Matilda, and to play against such a great former Matilda as well. Not a lot of people in the W, w League. league. Have, yeah, the not w a lot of people. Record goal scorer as yeah, well. Yeah, it, not a lot of people in this league have had the opportunity to play against 
or with her. So this yep. it's a great it's a great opportunity, and we'll go in depth tomorrow for it. So, Michael, uh, great two part two parts. This is part A, so great two parts episodes this week. A lot of great discussion, and uh, this is the platform moving forward. I think. Yeah, absolutely. It was fantastic. Uh, pleasure as always. Hundred percent. And thank you very much, everybody. This was episode twenty six, round four of you, part A. Thank you.